ball floats over to Spain. Hello everyone and welcome to the Fox Sports Rugby Podcast. I'm Sean Maloney and it is good to be back alongside Sam Worthington, Christy Doran and dialing it in from the Kudge, Stephen Hoyles. Men, how are we? Super Rugby regular season is over. It's over, yeah. I was well, actually actually made my debut at Kudge Oval uh, today. It was the first time I went there to see Michael Checker unveil his Wallaby squad. It's a, it's a nice ground you've got there, Horsey. Nice, I think that's an understatement, mate. You're from New Zealand, that's the Mecca. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, mate. It's a lovely part of the world. Yeah, it was a bit windy, but otherwise, okay. Yeah, oh, and you come from Wellington. I've, again, I'd be quiet on the whole wind and conditions <laughs> if you're a Wellington lad. Bit of a joke, mate. Take a joke. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's brilliant. Bloody good, bloody good feel. Glad you got to enjoy it, Sam. Mm. No, good, good stuff. So the regular season's behind us, guys. Uh, we have one Aussie side left in the form of the Brumbies. Do we want to recap? the season that was for the other sides first before we move into we Brumbies to? v Hurricanes. Well, we don't have to. That's the thing. Uh, do you no, want to... Go touch on it, Shawnee. Go for it. Well, let's... What about this? We'll go around the grounds. We'll leave... Because the Brumbies are still alive, we won't review their season, but let's give each uh, of our panellists a team to recap. But you've only got 45 to 60 seconds to do it. Okay. This is totally off the cuff. We haven't rehearsed this. Uh, I'm going to give... Halsey, it'll be easier for you to do a team that you've never played with, so I'm going to give you the Reds. Go. Uh, another disappointing season from the Queensland Reds. A lot, of, a lot of high hopes. I think we all expected them to be the front runners when they brought back Quade Cooper, Stephen Moore, Scott Higginbotham, George Smith, some great names in Australian rugby. And those guys actually were, were probably some of their better players for the year. Um, really disappointed to hear towards the back end of the year how this was a development year. That's what we heard so often the last few weeks from Nick Styles. It wasn't a development year. It was a year where they needed to fire and they didn't. Uh, I think the coach instruction needs to be revisited. The really young head coach in Nick Styles and really their first-time assistant coach as well. So they were extremely disappointing. They did bring on some, some youngsters, but that's always been the case with Queensland Rugby. They've never been short of talent and guys coming through. Their under-20s has been really successful for two years, but... This wasn't the year to talk development. I think that's a bit of a cop-out. That's me on the Queensland Reds. Okay, their best performance of the year was against? Uh, the best performance of the year, I can't pinpoint again. The best performer of the year, I think, was Carmichael Hunt. Okay. I really do think Carmichael Hunt was, was exceptional. Actually, you know what? They started the year pretty well, and that was against the Sharks. It wasn't a brilliant game, but it made us at least think they had the right players and the right squad to get it done. One other area of their game I think needs addressing is the way they finish games, and I think that falls in line with what Wallaby coach Michael Checker said there isn't a there isn't a program up there that's making players fit enough to play for 80 minutes. They're big, tough, physical lads. That's no doubt in that. But um, they died in a lot of second half performances this year, and that can be you know what you can't say that attitude because they've got really experienced players. I, I generally think that their fitness levels can improve. Okay, they get a whole lot of time out of work on that ahead of 2018. Were though, I'm going to tee you up with the Melbourne Rebels. Ooh, I had a feeling that was on the on the cards. The Melbourne Rebels. It's hard to um, hard to talk them up when they finished dead last in the whole comp, even behind the mighty Sunwolves who uh, leapfrogged them with that amazing win over in, in, over the Blues in Tokyo. So one win all season um, from the Rebels, I believe, and so obviously it's a 
resounding failure. Uh, there were some mitigating circumstances, injuries. They seem to have a pretty bad injury toll every year. I'm not sure if there's a reason for that with their training uh, methods down there. But Sean McMahon probably was the, the hammer blow. Like he, He's sort of the follow-me follow inspiration for that team. So when he went down, it was um, yeah going to be a hard season. Um, but, yeah, uh, just a, a real lack of application in some games like I, I still think they've got a bit of talent there but they they, they honestly did uh, throw in the towel in a few games this season which was disappointing to see um, Amanaki Mafi, obviously just a, an incredible player we got our uh, invite from the AU today to 3-2-1 votes for Super Rugby Player of the Season and even though he's not eligible for the Wallabies unfortunately I, I think he's been the best um, player for an Aussie team this season so yeah, I think he, he's keen to stick around next season if the Rebels do survive, so that's uh, at least one bright light. Colby Fianga, also a very good player. Um, and I've gone over my time, have I, Sean? You've hit it beautifully. I, th- I don't think anyone will dispute that from you, were they? Nicely played. Christy Doran, over to you with the Tars, because you've got a real good handle on those guys. Um, well, look, pretty disappointing, isn't it? And you, you, real question mark straight away on the on the big name players and Daryl Gibson as head coach, uh, Hoylesy and, and Shawnee. You've touched upon it over the last couple of weeks, but quite simply, um, not good enough. Um, it's a it's a dead set fail. If if you were to give them a grade, it's it's a D. Um, only only four wins for for the season, uh, eleven defeats, and and some pretty embarrassing performances, particularly against the Kings that we saw. Well, when, when they just had a win against the Queensland Reds, they needed to fire up, and, and they certainly were a massive flop. Um, the, the, the set piece was, was terrible. Uh, the, the, the scrum was pushed backwards. The line-out wasn't ever executed with any precision. Um, totally Latu started the season very well in the opening six to seven weeks, but since then struggled. Um, Michael Hooper was, was once again a star player for the, for the Tars. Ned Haddigan's come through really, wrap it up, really nicely. H- Haddigan. Had- yeah, Ned Haddigan. Yeah. <laughs> but Ned uh, Haddigan. ultimately it was a season where they just conceded far too many points in the defence and uh, it could have... Oh, look, Nathan Gray obviously is not going to be there any Mate, you've got longer. a minute. You're already over. Who's your star performer? He's a, mate. He's a minute 20. Ned, Ned Haddigan. Ned Haddigan. Ned Haddigan. Ned Haddigan. Sh- look at Sean. Sean yeah. saved himself Ned the, the good news story. Yeah, he damn right I've saved myself the good news story. My time starts now. The minute runs. The reason I've picked the Western Force is because at the start of the year, I sat in this same room. I said the Western Force would finish above more Aussie sides than they would fall below. And that is exactly how it played up. Some tough, some tough games along the way, some blowouts. But those blowouts, say against the Highlanders, are mitigated by the fact by those poor buggers having to travel around the world and go back and face up against a side who were on song for the most part of the year. Huge performances this year from the likes of Michael Ruru, Adam Coleman, and alongside returning stars like Hodgson, experienced hands in Cowan and Faulkner. Boom, you got yourself a hell of a year. Dave Vessels as coach was simply brilliant. He totally outmaneuvered some of his more fancy rivals across the duration of the year. Hats off to the Western Force. And the scenes on the weekend with Hodjo kicking the penalty goal to cost me a truckload in terms of a multi by tipping overs. I'll take that hit every day of the week for Hodjo, for his uh, wife Jody, and for their kids' meatballs, Horsey. For the, the meatballs. meatballs. Yeah, good kids. They're always active out in the sea of blue. I'm, I'm really happy Hojo got that farewell. Would have been nice to see him play semi-finals. But anyway, I think he's uh, he can hold his head really high along with the rest of the Western Force and how they perform this year. And they got that huge bump, guys, post-game. I know you've both written up about it with uh, Andrew Twiggy Forrest... Uh 
a great Australian in terms of his philanthropy and obviously... Shout out uh, to Twiggy if he's listening. Very, very wealthy also, uh, but not a fly-in kind of a Western Force fan. Has been there, as our colleague Greg Clark commentating the weekend said, is, is in and amongst the Western Force for large parts of the year when he can. So a passionate rugby man offering up his support post-game to the squad, saying whatever you need, you can have it. Halsey last on a kick and chase, you suggested that might just be some iPads, but I think it might be a little bit more than that. That's just what came to mind when you sort of put me under the pressure. Ah, it's good, mate. No, it's good. That's that's initially what you think, but I think also... I also like to think... Twiggy with the iPad. 32 gig, Wi-Fi, go. Ah, 64 gig. 65, of course. Make Australian rugby great again. If there's money that's going to go there, that's... I, I love the fact that people like this are passionate about the game, but we've got to look so much further than just propping up a super rugby team. We... To make the Western Force successful, we need to have a five, ten-year strategic plan tied into funding that is going to be based around nothing but community and grassroots and schools and kids and clubs. That's the only way rugby will grow over there. If we keep spending money to prop up the Western Force and, and do what they did in the first few years and try and lure players with huge salaries, it's not going to work. So I just hope if they stay in the competition, which I also hope they do, that the money that comes in, I hope that money is, is supporting the kids that are 10 years old and, and younger. Yeah, but it is, mate. That's the thing. We're starting to see that now. Um, we're starting to see that now with some of the guys that are coming on that have been re-signed. So we've got Hardwick, uh, Rungi, who's a hard-hitting hooker. Who else we got, guys, that have uh, that have popped up for, out of the club comp over there? They're starting yeah, to come on. I, I get that, but I'm saying... When Stop the, squeaking when the AU, chair, were they? Go on. When the AU went to uh, Perth and when they went to Melbourne... It was all about how do we get a successful rugby team. The approach has to be completely different. It should be how do we build a successful rugby community. And that shouldn't, be, that shouldn't be all lumped on the Western Force because they've got a lot on their plate. So you know the point I'm trying to make. I do. I don't know. I'm 100%. Game, it's a bottom-up rather, bottom bottom rather than a top-down. You, you guys are all New South, uh, proud New South Welshmen, but it was pretty cool to see uh, the force, you know, in, in their mind. They obviously see uh, the Waratahs as the establishment and, and I guess, embodying um, the, the, the blokes trying to kick them out of the comp. So, I mean, it was pretty special scenes over there, wasn't it, to, to completely dust the, the Tars. No one wants to see that, but um, it was great to see what the, the force achieved in, in a pretty tough year. For, it, it did embody everything that's good about rugby, didn't it, uh, that, that last game of the season? Yeah, and you. Well, just go on. I'd like you to go on, but really, I think it's just how good is it that Dave Vessels as well? um, You touched upon it just before, Shawnee. We've touched upon it all season, but Dave Vessels had a stellar season, uh, and the integrity of the man. there's not one bad word that's been said about him. Everything that he has said and done has been for the benefit of the Western Australian rugby and for the force. Um, and, and we need to keep people like him. And that's one decision like in the game, but it's one decision that the ARU did make right was was getting Dave Vessels uh, and, and, and um, you know, putting him in the, in the top job because it was, a, it was a bit of a brave decision as well considering he hadn't well, had any look, coaching fair, experience. Mate, I think he, he only... He was the main reason they got that job, which was at the time, I don't think they thought the force would be around for much longer. So that's not discredited in the decision to put him in there. But I also pay tribute to Joe Barricat and Sean Byrne, who's, you know, saw a lot of their first phase tries I thought were really impressive. And that was, you know, that's, that's a young guy with new ideas coming into coach. But Joe Barricat, he's an old coach who's been over in the UK for a while, and he hasn't had an opportunity at Super Rugby prior to this. I, I'm convinced that he's a much better coach now than what he was 10 years ago. And we need to go back overseas and grab all the good Aussie coaches 
that are doing well for clubs and get them back into Australian rugby. And we, we, we can't keep looking for the next best rookie to, to take on serious coaching roles. We need more experienced coaches. Have you released your latest Instagram post with Sean Burnley? Yeah, he got him. It was he got him again. I did. Yeah, I got him. Yeah, it was lovely. For, for was the last, the, for the last time. Yeah, pretty good sort of stare down the camera shirt off. Yeah, no, it's coastal one. How yeah. much? How much more material have you got to work with, Matty? You're running low. No, no, it was, that was it. Season's done. I feel Sean, like um, I feel like he was staring into my soul. I feel like Sean Burnley. I think Sean connected with a lot of people via my Instagram account. Yeah, so, he did. Um, no doubt about yeah, it. Was a good it was a good result. Just on that, I just I do want to give them a clip though. There were a couple of games this year uh, where they were they were going in injury depleted, and rather than playing a win, they were playing not to lose by too many. And I reckon that's a shit approach to rugby. Yeah, and, I, I listen and, to this now, and we're praising them as if they've won the comp. I no, 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 yeah, no, but that's why that. I'm giving them a yeah. clip. I, I, yeah, and, no, and, no, I, and I saw shades of. I'm all having a clip at, at Lindsay Old Doran in the corner there. Yeah. There? Carrying on like they've just held the trophy up. Like, they've done okay. They've won six games, but we shouldn't be celebrating. You know, to be fair to Lindsay, he has put away six um, 150s. Wow. Yeah. Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, Red Bull. Chris, he's got a wonderful <laughs> pineapple party shirt on today. He's we might, we might ready to dance. We might tweet he that out later. Fruit. Hey, Lindsay, speaking of fruit, tell us what happened with your apple, mate. Tell us about the New Zealand story. <laughs> oh, the great apple. segue. Wait, are we just gonna, yeah, we can talk about that. So we're going to leave that with the Western Force. Awesome yeah, season, but... Um, just just stay away from what you did in years previous. Now over to you, Lindsay. Uh, look, quite simply... Uh, this is our first catch-up since you went to New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, disappointing. It was a bit of a hammer blow first up to New Zealand. You, you arrived you in the country. You get a minute 30 for this story. You forget that you've got an apple. Uh, brand new apple, actually, and you put it... Oh, not a second hand one. <laughs> uh, picked it up on the morning of the flight. Uh, put yeah. it underneath my laptop. Didn't uh, put away a couple of beers in the plane. Didn't quite remember that Just I had like the apple on the... Common, on common theme you and Biz at the moment, isn't it, mate? Didn't quite remember that I'd put it in my, my carry-on and uh, had already declared, you know, that I'd, you know, business with um, carrying my laptop and so forth and uh, for various tax purposes. So I got ushered through a different section. Uh, all my mates went out the side door. Should have gone with them, but... Um, Why would you... Nobody puts in there going somewhere for business. You're there for a holiday, mate. Any, anyhow... <laughs> Any, anyhow, uh, he's, he's a, money he, from going to the man, mate. He's a worse traveller than you are, and that takes some doing. Go on, you get ushered off to the side. Got pulled up, um, nice, nice bloke. Well, you seem nice enough, anyway. Right. Um, and uh, look, yeah, four hundred dollar fine. Did a sniffer dog get you? Nah, nah. Just so got, they scan your bag. The, yeah, just the X-ray. They X-ray your bag. They find a red, delicious apple. Green. In there. And you try to find a Granny Smith tucked green. under your laptop. Yeah, see, yeah. half eaten. Green apples either, mate. Nah, a, a full apple. apple. It, was, it was brand new, though, Sean. Brand new. Was, sorry, brand, brand new. It wasn't one of those second-hand Brand ones new Granny yeah. Smith. And you tried to play the long-suffering Wallabies sympathy card, didn't oh, you? Look, Not I, every Kiwi's mad on rugby. You well, understand m- that, star. don't you? In the South, oh, most star. Some of them have a lot. It was worth a punt. It was worth a punt. Didn't so really what did you, work. what did you actually tell them? What did you say? Oh, look. Just said that my contacts came out and couldn't quite see properly. <laughs> oh, you, you played the four-eyed card as well. Unbelievable. Uh, he just winked at me in the podcast room. I, don't, I think he, I feel like he still thinks like he's talking to the border control officer. <laughs> don't wink at me again. That's really off-putting, Lindsay. Um, so mate, what's I, I think 400 is not enough. My dad worked for customs for 35 years. So I'm grateful mm. for what our border control do. Mm. And I think it's people like you, Doran, that just float into other countries on tax mm. rorts all around the world. <laughs> 
trying to swan around Queenstown skiing and, and get in the oh. good government of Australia to pay for it. I see. That deserve to get snipped 400 bucks oh, there. What's wrong with New Zealand apples, I mate? See. What made you think you had to bring a green, brand new Australian apple in, into oh, the country? Look, the intention was to eat it before the plane, but when you get a bought a beer, apples and beers don't work too well at the airport. Oh, God. I hope the HOs listen to this, mate. So you're <laughs> drinking on a work trip with your computer. Is it business or pleasure? So by packing a laptop, he thinks he can hit claim come next... Oh, it would have been under this year's... No, it would have been next year's. Um, okay, so the upshot of it is you've been fined $400, Chris Doran, by the New Zealand Border Control team? Correct. When do you have to pay it by? Well, look, you have 14 days. Uh, you can either pay straight up or you can, you know, you can pay within the 14 days before they start so come knocking on your, on your door. Look, I've, I've, um, I've, I've asked for some leniency yeah, yeah. and I've, I've written a pretty compelling argument as to why I shouldn't oh, have to pay. Here we go. Just because you're a journalist, you think you can write a good argument to border control. Border control aren't interested in your journalism background, mate. You're going to do some border control player ratings. <laughs> Water control race. Oh, look, I certainly praise the hardworking, uh, diligent officers there that picked me up. But um, ten out of ten. For I'm glad control. you got stung. Four hundred bucks right off the bat. Don't muck around mate. with another country's. It's a very serious thing. There, biosecurity <coughs> measures in place for a reason. It's a sensitive ecosystem, yeah. isn't it? I um, think you didn't even tick the box on the way home about like hiking and stuff like that with your shoes. Yep. One of those yep. 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 They only, uh, they only give you about, only give you about 25 for. warnings as well when you arrive. It's not like it's... Well, uh, once again, Sam, my contacts had come out and I couldn't see properly. Anyway, I enjoyed your... Cov- contacts in a Pilby's bottle. Yeah, I enjoyed, his co- <laughs> enjoyed your coverage of the third and final test. Uh, we haven't recapped that. It's kind of moved out the back door now, but we all agree it was one of the great series. Sensational. What about the Wallaby oh. squad, though? The, today's big news? Should we no, no, we're, no, no, we're going to no, no, get to that. We've got to preview Brumby's hurricane. No, no, hang on a second. I just love the segue from the Lions versus All Blacks game into the Tars-Jaguars game. I just was on the edge of my seat for five hours straight. Yeah, yeah. There was, it was seamless, the crossover between those two <laughs> matches, I thought. In terms of intensity, crowd support, yeah. the whole box and dice. Real, oh, no. real simple like. Uh, no, we're going to leave that. We all agree that the Lions and uh, All Blacks was terrific. We are going to bounce back to Super Rugby for the moment and talk Brumbies Hurricanes because that's a big one this week, guys. Friday night, Canberra Stadium, Hurricanes, the defending champs, up against the Brumbies. Yeah, look, I think most people are going to be picking the Hurricanes for obvious reasons, but the the Brumbies, they're a niggly sort of team to play against, particularly at home um, and in finals games. They've got a, you know, a bit of a track record of coming good in finals games, so... I mean, last year, people, some people have forgotten that uh, they, they almost did the Highlanders and were arguably, you know, dudded by the ref towards the end of that game. So, um, and some interesting comments coming out of Wellington as well that uh, they were, you know, already sort of talking about planning, planning ahead, going to South Africa the next week and stuff. So, you know, if they do take their eye off the ball, they, they could get a rude um, awakening down there in Canberra. But, yeah, I think the reality is that the Hurricanes will be too strong, but they certainly won't have it all, all their way. Uh, the, the Brumbies will look to take them on in the set piece. And, and hey, Sam, got a very you're, good a, uh, you're a Hurricanes fan. Mm. Are you slightest bit worried? Slightest bit worried? Yeah. Uh, no. No, I'm, I'm more worried about... Uh, I'm going down there, so I'm more worried about freezing my nipples off in the 
and the minus nine degrees. I've got you covered for some spots afterwards if you need a hand on that See, front. See, that sums it up, mate, the Kiwis. They don't respect the Brumbies and they just want to bag the town. Looking, f- looking forward to reconnecting with Brumby Jack. I uh, spent many a year down in Canberra in my university days, so a lot of a lot of fond memories with Brumby Jack in the team. Bloody good mascot he is. Now, I see some real dramas here uh, coming out of the Hurricanes. Their performance against the Crusaders after falling behind by 12 last weekend was as good as a test side, I think, across the back end of that game. The pace, the punch they had with ball in hand, the way they whacked into the Crusaders, it was a clinic. And they were missing Bodie Barrett. They were missing Vince Arso, who they go without again this weekend. Holy smokes, they were just something else on the weekend. Horsey, what do you, what do you, what do you see happening in this game? Look, I actually think the Brumbies will be competitive because they've been competitive in almost every game this year except the one in... Even against Wellington, they put up a big score against them this year. Though The Brumbies still probably had 20 minutes of the best attack in footy. So I really do think that Christian Lelefano being on the bench, whether he plays five minutes or 35 minutes, um, that is going to give the guys such a big boost. That, that That's a game that you'd be you'd be looking forward and career highlight, one of those you know, top five memories of your game will be been in a game like that. I, I was lucky enough to play in a game that Julian Huxley made his return from a brain tumour in and I remember the build up to that game, I remember how much it, uh, it meant to the whole club and the community for him to play and I think it'll be it'll be that you know, and more so because of Christian you know, placing within the Canberra team community. So they'll be competitive I just think the last 20 minutes there'll be too much class on that hurricane team and I think they'll get the job done. Yeah, I uh, suppose that you look at the two sides and you compare just even the stats, like the Hurricanes, the best defensive team and the, and the best attacking team. Um, the Brumbies, on the other hand, the, the second best defensive team, but they're right down the power rankings w- with, with points. Um, so it, it, it will certainly probably come down to whether or not the Brumbies can, can get over the line and do some damage and score a couple of five-pointers. Um, and, and you look at it and you go, Andrew Smith um, at 12 outside Harawa. And you, you struggle to see some points, but the guys like the Tevita Kiranjani's, the Henry Spates of the world, have to have to really have an absolute blinder. Um, and, it, and it certainly starts as it always does with the forwards, and if they can get some some momentum. But uh, can you imagine the traffic that they're going to send in that direction? Laumapi, they're just going to Bodie will just say, "Hey, here you go, big fella, run that way. Good luck to anyone stopping him." Cave calls him the Hulk. Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty apt description. Absolute weapon. I, yeah, I don't think the Brumbies are going to try. They have it the, this season. They've tried to expand their game, but for this particular game, I, I don't think they're going to try and play too much rugby. Um, they'd be sensible to strip it back on a cold Canberra night, plug the corners, and um, and, and try and get a, a rolling mall or, or two. So yeah, Kuridrani hasn't been at his best overall this season. That they need him to to really explode. I think if there are any chance. Yep. Great um, to see yep. Dane Coles back though for for the Hurricanes after missing a number of months with with concussion and other injuries. So, yeah, yeah, not certainly not at the level of um, Christian's um, illness, but yeah, I think Coles thought his career was was probably over there for a while. Like he's been out basically all year with uh, concussion and was starting to look at other other options with his wife. So yeah, great to see him um, coming off the bench. He's a he's a very fun player to watch. Just to recap, Christian Lilifano comes back into that squad off the bench after being diagnosed with leukaemia. Halsey, was it under 12 months back? 11 months, yeah. 11 months yeah, back. Bone marrow, months, yeah. bone marrow yeah. transplant at the start of the year and yeah. now is going to face up against the might of the Super Rugby defending champions in the form of the Hurricanes. I love that guy. 
I reckon he just is the total embodiment of everything that's good about the game. He's a leader down there amongst the Polynesian guys, has been for a long time. Loved, much loved. He's been coaching them through the year when he can't play, and now he steps back out on a Canberra stadium. I think that is one of the... In a year where we have been struggling for highlights in terms of results in Super Rugby for Australian fans, he stands above all that. All that just fades away um, when you look at a guy like Liliofano. It's ridiculous, isn't yeah. it? Like he's he's well, still well, be doing I, be I doing well to go for a run, let alone play a game to Super Rugby. I think that we, you know, if you had said this time last year before you heard the news, who the top five best blokes in Australian rugby, he's always on everyone's list. He's a champion fella, and I think um, you know this came, and I think that's why it's so big because it, it, it rocked a lot of people. He, he was a newborn dad by about two or three weeks when he found out this news, and you know there was some really grave fears for a long while there, and he's fought remarkably. Hard not just to get himself healthy, but to get himself back to this condition to play this level. And he's been ready for a few weeks now. He had a bit of a hamstring strain a couple of weeks back, but um, it's almost like the script's been written perfectly with final 30 minutes to go in Canberra. I can't can't wait to see him come back. Nice one. Any other? Hey, uh, yeah, I'm gonna duck off. Hey? I'm gonna go to physio. Yeah, you're good, mate. Who, who, how back, far so. are you off uh, returning with the Wicks? Oh, maybe next week, mate. I won't be goal kicking, unfortunately. I'll wrap that up. <laughs> probably, you'd probably knock that on the head, mate. You go get a little yeah. rub down there, champ. See you, Horsey. See you later. Don't champ me on a podcast. See you, champ. Don't champ me ever again. <laughs> See you, buddy. Thanks, mate. All right. uh, so, guys, we'll we'll move into uh, the other games that have come this weekend in Super Rugby. Stormers Chiefs. This one sets up as a, a real tight one. Yeah, it's a bit over ru- Newlands. Bit rough on the the Chiefs, same as last year. They've amassed more points than their opposition, but they have to go all the way over there. Was it last year or the year before when they went over there and just smoked them first up, sent them on their way? They went. They was it two uh, years back. They they won last. Year? They won in South Africa last year, and I think it was the Stormers as well. Yeah, so it was that game last year. And then they came back, and the treble caught up with them. Yeah, so and the was. Brumbies the year before that against the Stormers. That's right. You're right. 2014. That yeah, was 2014. 15. Was it? Yeah, you're right. 2015. You're spot on. You're spot on. Uh, so, which way do we see it going? Yeah, the Chiefs just, I think, probably have a, a little bit too much firepower for the Stormers. Who not, Stormers not scored a bad some side. good tries last week, boys, against the Bulls. They're, uh, they're looking okay at the moment. Come back into a little bit of form. I'm going yeah. I'm I'm to say the Stormers. I'm going to say the Stormers. After watching Damian McKenzie at the weekend, he's... Oh, jeez, he was good. Unbelievable. So he was great. Players like that, the, the Stormers do have a few X-Factor players, but yeah, I think the Chiefs can get the job done, but they're going to struggle big time coming back. It's just it's too hard to yo-yo back and forth um, across the ocean like okay, that. Okay, I'll go with the Stormers when we revisit this next week. Uh, Crusaders, Highlanders, jeez, that's going to be a belter. Crusaders Highlanders a South Island shootout. I think the Highlanders can do this. Yeah, I, mm. I agree. I was, I was in Dunedin last Friday, and Liam Asopawanga was starting to come back into a bit of touch. He had a, you know, he was injured for half the season, came back, and was stuck behind Marty Banks for a little while, um, and then you know still in the All Blacks squad, but certainly didn't get anywhere close to, to playing in one of those tests. Um, but he was he was dynamic last week. He's He's kicking just the pace that the Highlanders play with mm-hmm. at every opportunity. He tried to, you know, quick throw the balls in um, from, from line outs and they stretch the Reds. The Reds are not a great team, obviously, this year, but they, they were just so far and above uh, Queensland. They've got a, a pretty good forward pack. Um, Wasaki Naholo playing really well. Obviously, they don't have Ben Smith, which is, which is the big one, but they'll welcome back Aaron Smith this weekend, who missed last week too. 
They've got it so much class. I think they, in, I in think that, they all have Ben side. Smith. They're expecting to have Ben Smith. They're expecting to have him back. Well, yeah. it's, it's I'm, I'm going to go against you guys on that one. I reckon the Crusaders, it'll yeah. be a little bit slippery down there in Christchurch. They've and played each uh, other twice the season, and the Highlanders led for most of those yep. games. The Crusaders got them twice. Uh, one, one of them, that, that amazing uh, drop goal. But yeah, I think it yep. could be third time lucky for the, the Landers. The Crusaders have lost a bit, okay. of, lost a bit of rhythm um, in the in the June break. Okay, and the final one that we haven't touched on, Lions v Sharks. Lions... 19-point winners last week against the Sharks in the final regular season game. Uh, I don't think I don't think the Sharks get close in Johannesburg. Yeah, I think they'll do it pretty easy, probably more than the 19 points that the Lions are class out from last week. Yeah. Warren Whiteley's out. That's my only concern. I yeah. tipped the Lions to win the competition. Well, Springbok uh, captain. Yeah, he uh, bloody good player, and he's gone for the next. He's probably got another three weeks to run on the sidelines. So yeah, I don't think he'll figure in the finals. Might be touch and go. He's the type of bloke if they do make the final. I reckon probably you, pop you'll, up. you'll probably see him running out there. Yeah, he'll, he'll be drinking plenty of uh, magic water. So or we're all on, a, all on uh, the same page. Of the lines too good for the sharks. Yeah, and you'd have to think they're going to go seriously deep in this competition. The sh- I reckon the they win it, mate. Yeah. I reckon they win it. Uh, okay, that's a nice little wrap, fellas. Well played. Now you guys have got to bounce out of here because. Uh, today marks the almost a farewell, doesn't it, for the Fox Sports News crew here in Artarman, who sit deep down in the basement. You got some farewell drinks tonight. Yeah, it's they're uh, relocating to very uh, sad. Sky they're News. Off to Macquarie Park yeah. to join the Sky News crew. So yeah, it is uh, very sad. But uh, off to the SCG dressing rooms to oh, have a few farewell drinks. So that'd yeah. be good fun. Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's the end of uh, a little bit of an era in here in terms of the newsroom in the bunker. Mm. Yeah, we've known about it for a little while. It will be sad to. Farewell, quite a few of our colleagues who are jumping across to the right office. So. They'll be all right over there, though, they'll guys. Be they'll, be, they'll be looked after nicely over a few there. Beers so and a few tears. Yeah, you guys enjoy your, um, your drinks tonight, and we will check in again next week as we enter week two of the Super Rugby Finals. Will the Brumbies still be alive and flying the flag for the Aussies? We'll find out Friday night as they take on the Canes on behalf of Sam Worthington, Chrissy Doran, and Stephen Halls. It is Sean Maloney saying good luck to you and yours. We'll catch you again next week.